Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Cliff's Notes on Profitable Coaching. This is session number two of the Mark Mason sessions. Now, if you want to follow this entire journey of me coaching my friend Mark Mason into the successful launch of a profitable coaching business, I would encourage you to go back one episode to episode number 34 and listen from the beginning. This right here, without any further introduction, is session two of 12. Mark Mason, it is time for session number two. I am super excited to hear how things have been going for you since our last conversation. Yeah, um, fantastic uh, in many ways. I, as you know, this coaching thing that you and I are working on is part of a much bigger full brand reboot for me. And the coaching goal is one goal in a larger set of goals. And so since I've talked to you and actually until you and I started kind of hashing through what this should look like overall, I had kind of, I was planning on backburnering the coaching thing in a major way, like summertime. Um, but thanks to you, uh, and, and I think, you know, correctly so, um, I've made progress on the coaching front and massive progress on all fronts with my brand reboot. Things are going really, really well. I'm, uh, I know this is a family friendly show, but I'm going to use strong language here. I've been working my butt off, <laughs> um, uh, getting stuff done and, and you'll know this, I guess, but your, your listeners won't know. I've been personally re-energized and super fired up about everything that's going on. And I know you've heard me chattering about all the stuff that's going on. So, uh, so yes, enthusiastic, great progress, progress on coaching, but even in the larger sense, progress everywhere. So I'm fired up. Yeah. And for those of you who are brand new to this recording of these sessions, I encourage you to go back and listen to session one of the Mark Mason sessions. And this is two of 12. And a couple of things that I'll just share here is Mark has a corporate job that he's been at for many years. He's really great at it. It pays incredibly well. There's no reason for him to really ever leave except for the fact that he's not getting any younger. Is that fair to say? Boy, it is really fair to say because I've been <laughs> lifting weights with my 17-year-old son. I'm definitely not getting any younger, man. So anyway, he, you know, he, he, there's the question of how many more decades is he going to be at this place? So thinking about what would he like to do after that is what he's been working on. And to those who don't know this, Mark and I have been in a mastermind group together for more than a decade where we've been meeting every week. And he, on the side, he's always had late night internet marketing as kind of a brand and he is not only working on coaching, but he is working on building out a course, a whole new brand framework for that and everything else that he wants to do moving forward on top of coaching. And specifically, what I'm coaching on is the aspects of building a coaching business primarily focused on the prosperous coach method for creating clients, but certainly not excluded to that. So, um, 
Mark Mark has a lot of things that he will be doing that are outside of what I would typically recommend for someone building a coaching practice. In fact, I would say, dude, forget about your branding right now. Forget about your website. Forget about your course and start coaching people. But I'm not I'm going to nuance our conversation given what Mark's desires and timeframes are and given the fact that he's only looking for two coaching two two coaching clients by the end of 2024 which I mean he could sneeze and have and um, he's going to probably do a bit more filtering of who those first two clients might possibly be which will intentionally slow um, the flow of what could be is that all fair to say um, Mark and and clarify anything that you feel like I've misrepresented yeah, maybe not clarify, but amplify. So okay. yeah, I'm I'm 56 years old in April, and I I've been at the same corporate job for 32 years, and and I love it. But 32 years is a while, right? That's a fair piece. So I'm I I do you know there will be a next thing for me, and and I want it to be helping people build businesses online. I've been doing that for over a decade and I want to do that intentionally. And I want part of that to be coaching. And I don't know anybody that's better at, uh, helping people get that done than you. So here I am. Um, and the other thing that I would say is just that I'm not, uh, I haven't ruled out. I, I haven't made a final, decision or my, my view is flexible about how aggressive to get about coaching. You know, we, I started out, I wasn't even going to worry about it until, you know, after summer. And now we're all here. It is February and we're working on it and we may get more aggressive depending on the, the result of the coaching, right? That's the, to, you know, as you help me unpack this thing about what it should be, I'm open-minded about how to approach this. I will say your language is so interesting and helpful. You say, I oh, only wants two coaching clients. And, and in, for me, it's like, uh, oh, two is way more than zero, right? Even though I've done various kinds of coaching for more than a decade, um, it is you know, where you're coming from and where I'm coming from is a gap that I'm really excited about closing. Yeah. And and once it's closed, you'll go back to our original recordings and it's like, oh my gosh, I see exactly what Cliff was talking about. <laughs> and and I yeah. and, and th- it happens all the time and, and I look forward to it. It will happen to you as well. It, eventually you'll get to this place. And matter of fact, some of the people that you may help in your coaching are people who want to take their areas of expertise and 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 pick up a couple of one-on-one coaching clients and you're going to say you're you're going to have the same thing yeah. when they propose that they only need two clients within the next 12 months. Yeah, one of the things one of the one of my unfair advantages is, is that having done a lot of coaching and done a lot of mindset work, I can recognize my own uh limitations, not really limitations, but my own opportunities to to remove barriers pretty pretty easily yeah sometimes one of the things that you mentioned mark in and i love this is it it is all about the fact that it it's going from zero to two and going from zero to one zero to two zero to five sometimes the gap between zero and one and zero and two 
is actually no bigger than in your mind than the z- gap between zero to one thousand. Right. It's just exactly the fact, I haven't that. done this yeah. before. There is no. There is nothing for my belief system to latch onto that says I've got this. Yes, that's right, a hundred percent. And um, I remember a time when I wondered what in the world people were doing paying for coaching. I mean, I had a time in my life when I didn't understand that value. And, you know, when I start unpacking my own fears about coaching or being a coach, one of the things that I know is that I know I will encounter people like we talked about last month that what in the world, why do you think you're worth that? You know? And so You know, I understand those things, but that doesn't make them less real. I mean, I can deal with them, right? Because Mm -hmm. I can understand them and I can take action against them, but, but they're still there and that's work I'm doing and have to continue doing for sure. Yeah. And by the way, what, if you ever get into that place, which I, I know that you'll work beyond that and I don't think we necessarily may need this, but one of the things I typically work on with somebody who is struggling with asking for something like $1,000 a month for one or two sessions per month is it, it is the question, why would anybody pay me this much? You know, what, what do I have to bring to the table? And what I usually typically work on with them is something I developed called the inventory of value. Right. And the inventory of value is just where you go and sit down. It's like, well, let me talk, let me make a list of all of my education, which includes maybe some of your formal education, but I'm talking about your education from the books you've read, the podcast you've listened to, the courses you've done, the conferences you've been to, uh, just all of that education. Then your experiences. What is your experience? What are the things that you've attempted to do that failed, you failed at or the attempted things you've attempted to do and succeeded at? And what did you learn along the way? And what are your areas of expertise? What are the things that you've studied so much because you just love it that now you're a master of several things? What are your areas of expertise? So your education, your experience, your areas of expertise, then you've got your skills, your talents, your abilities, you've got your network of, you've got your network of influence, Um, you have your own influence of your audience that you've developed, you also have access to resources that you've picked up along the way that you could easily say, hey, why don't you just run that through my Descript program real quick? You only need to run five things, no sense in you signing up for an entire sure. you know thing we just run that through my thing for a one-off project so if you were to sit down and do an inventory of value you would see my gosh people are not paying for an hour or 90 minutes of my time instead what they're doing is for not for an hour to 90 minutes they have unlimited access to all of my education, all of my experience, all of my areas of expertise, my skills, my talents, my ability, my network, my resources, and my influence. And I've worked a lifetime to build all that up to give it freely to this person during this session. And what I mean by freely is not for free, although with the Prosperous Coach Method, we oftentimes do complimentary sessions. But what I mean is I'm not withholding anything back of value that I could give to you during this session. Unrestricted. It's unrestricted access. They all access pass. Exactly. I have some questions for you from last month. So I am looking at the action items in the follow-up email 
that I sent you. By the way, did you get that follow-up email and did you expect it or anticipate the email that you received? I uh, did not expect. I mean, I actually wasn't surprised that you followed up because I know you that well, but the, 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 the quality of the email was quite surprising actually. And, you know, I have, and here's the, the indication that it was useful. I've referred back to that email five or six times since that session because it was a good summary of our session, but it also clearly outlined the action items that we agreed on. I particularly appreciated the language in the email and I can't remember exactly how you said it, but you said something like you agreed that you would do this thing. And so I love that powerful language and, you know, people that know, you know, you are a master of words like that, that, that are intentional. Uh, I recognize that right away. And I'm unashamed to tell you that I will steal that exactly. I mean, I, I'm I gonna, want you to, I'm going to do that exactly with client one through a thousand. I love that. I love it. All right. So action item number one, you will <laughs> refresh <laughs> your database around coaching. Describe. Yeah, so, so I went and I found my copies of uh, uh, the Prosperous Coach Method um, and uh, the Coaching Habit. And those are my two favorite coaching books. Um, and I have started uh, uh, reading both of those again in Audible. Um, I'm actually, I've actually gotten all the way through the Prosperous Coaching Method and I'm back on the Coaching Habit again. A lot of things... Uh, or coming back to me, um, and I laughed uh, I, on the coaching habit. I've actually giggled a couple of times because there are things that I'm that I am teaching my younger employees to do with regard to those coaching methods that are in the coaching habit, um, and I had forgotten that that's where I learned them. So that so I I that made me feel good that I've that some of that is ingrained, but I'm not done with that action item in the sense that I don't, you know, me, I use the phrase lifetime learner. So I'll probably never be done with this Shaw saw sharpening of that. But one thing I want to add in, and I, maybe you can give me a recommendation here. Um, I really want to add some Tony Robbins back into my life. And I have some older programs and I was a little bit confused by Tony's, um, the way he's delivering audio content. I, it looks like he's got an app choice and there's some other things. So I was wondering if you could make a recommendation both on a, uh, a, your favorite program for people in my situation from Tony and the best way to get it. Yes. First and foremost, I want to point out I'm not sure if you know, but you didn't answer the question I asked, but that's oh. okay. We'll come back to the question. Okay. All right. But I thought I did, so I'm anxious to hear about that. No worries. You you asked, you asked. did answer the question, um, so you're going through the Prosperous Coach book and the Co Coaching Habit book, again, for further refreshers of, their, of the insights. Yes. So that was something that you just answered, and I will answer your question, but I do want to ask you before I give you the answer for Tony Robbins. Yes. Did you refresh your database around coaching? So when I said that phrase, I wondered about how, when I said that, I meant my database of information, like my human really? brain mind database. What did you think I meant? 
I thought you meant I was going to go through my mailing list and I was going to go through my list of contacts that I've had over the years. And I thought you were going to say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to say, okay, based upon my desired outcome of getting coaching clients, I'm going to refresh my database to find out who are the people on my list that would be potential people that I could reach out to. No, that is not what I meant. And that wasn't even close to what I meant, but I have done some work on that because of a, a separate conversation that you and I had outside of this, outside of this, where you mentioned something about that to me, but uh, which we can talk about when we get there. So I would say, no, I haven't done that because I didn't understand the assignment. That's okay. And I, 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 Hey, you know, sometimes this is the whole part about, communication, I should have maybe even put a little bit clarity because I asked you, you know, what are some action items you're going to taste? And you said, you know, one of the things that I'm going to do is refresh my database around coaching. And here, by the way, this is one of the four agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz. (laughs) Don't make assumptions. But I made an assumption about what you meant by that based upon what I had expected you would do, given what I know and maybe didn't even yet communicate in our first session. So again, there's no need to apologize. In fact, I love already in I'm two for two now of (laughs) making a mistake about language in a conversation. And if there's anything I want to point out again, I pointed out in our first session One of the things that a lot of people who want to do coaching professionally, they have this fear that I'm going to make a mistake or I'm not going to have all of the answers or I'm going to do something wrong or say something wrong. And I'm like, yeah, you're human. That's going to happen. So anyway, I, I and I love that, you know, that this is being recorded. I'm not editing out. Anything that we've said, you know, this is just how things are. Just be real, be authentic, and it is what it is. So, okay, since you did answer the question that I had asked based upon your perception of what that question was, I will delightfully answer your question. Yes, thank you. You're ready. All right, so creating lasting change. It is That's one. It is the program that I would recommend for you. Uh, it is a 10-day audio program. There are 10 sessions, and you will need to, if you want to purchase the uh, digital version of it, you will get the, I think it's called the Breakthrough app or whatever app from right. Tony Robbins, and then when you go in, it is an in-app purchase of a couple, like a 200 and some odd dollar purchase for that program. Okay, perfect. This is, it, it will teach you the seven master steps for how to create change in anyone that you're working with. So this will help you uh, learn things like, you need to make sure that you understand and appreciate that person's world. You'll never be able to influence anyone unless you've already discovered what already influences them. Uh, And you'll, I mean, it will talk about pre-framing, reframing, content reframes, context reframes. It is absolutely amazing. And I think you're aware of the fact that I've gone through this. I I lost count after 30 times I've been through the 10-day program. But the other day, Stephanie, actually it was yesterday, Stephanie and I went to the gym and I said, you know what I did while working out today? And she says, what? I said, I picked up where I left off nine months ago in this round of listening to creative, creating lasting change. I was halfway through day four of the program 
and I'm still learning things that I swear I never heard Tony say in this program the first yeah. however many times I've been through it. Yeah, that's remarkable. You know, that happens to me with Zig as well. I like, wow, I've been listening to this since I was 18 and I just heard something new. So, so that's great. So I will do that. I will acquire that. It sounds like, uh, uh, it has a good, healthy overlap with UPW, which makes me happy. So that's good. Yeah. Cause yeah. those sound like concepts that I recall from, from UPW. Yeah. There's a lot in there from UPW and what I love about it is it is a precursor to his Date with Destiny program. Right. In fact, there are a lot of teachings that are in Creating Lasting Change that I thought I understood and I was applying and having great success with. But then when I did Date with Destiny, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is far more powerful than what I could have possibly imagined. And okay. and so, yeah, but it, trust me, the one program that you want to get into with, with Tony is the 10-day program, Creating Lasting Change. Done. All right. You said you will promote your new coaching business on the podcast and clearly communicate that you are available to take new clients. I know you did one episode where you mentioned it. The next week, there was no mention I think I was a guest on your most recent episode or whatever. Um, did you put a call to action at the end of that one? No, I mean, not a hard one. That's coming this week. So the episode that drops on Monday, I'll be mentioning the the coaching program again uh, extensively. I also am adding in this week, you know, uh, so I'll tell you what I'm doing and then why I'm doing it. So I've got this ability to add some uh, some dynamic audio at the beginning and the end of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I'm also going to use that, run that for a couple of weeks where I'm going to actually have an audio spot that says, hey, I'm doing this and it could be perfect for you. And, you know, can check I give it you, out. Can I give you some feedback on that? It, it's And it is just, you know, autobiographical feedback. Cliff Ravenscraft sure. preferences. No, I, appreciate that. I listen to your show. And every time I hear something that I've heard the exact intonation of before and it's pre-record, it's instantly an ad in my mind and I instantly skip it. Yep, understood. So yep. Um, yep, got just, it. just kind of keep that in mind. And, and there's a couple that you've been using that same thing at the end mm -hmm. of the show. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to tune out. Oh, but wait, if I don't, I am I going to miss his little right, silence? Right. And then his section is like, oh, well, no, this came after it. I can go ahead and pop out now and i just i just caution you about pre-record of that is you really miss out on the potential of a good portion of your audience not hearing it okay and Very good. not it's not that they won't hear it the first time the first time they'll go through but the second time as soon as the pat you know our our brains are always looking for patterns right of repetition right. and what what is a pattern and it's, it's, it's like oh wait he said this exact thing, this exact way, exactly like this last week or, and now it's been two weeks in a row. And it's like instantly, it's like, oh, for me, I'm trained. I, I don't like ads. I, you know, go through blah, blah, blah. And if you instead did a host spoken call to action with different words, different compelling information or insight, things of that nature. Um, the law of advertising, I think they say it's seven times that they need to hear it before they take action. Right. 
But if but if the pre roll, you may miss out on the opportunity to get seven chances. Got it. I, yep. I, I may not be completely right on it. It's my opinion, but I I thought I'd share it. No, I appreciate it. No, that's good input. Yeah. All righty. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you will. Let's see here. You will thoughtfully choose dedicated t- evening time slots for your monthly coaching sessions and block out sufficient time for client calls and follow up. Did you? Choose the days and or times in your calendar and block those out when you will be available for actual coaching activity. I did that and I uh, did one more. I did, uh, I found a tool that I could use, uh, you know, like a Calendly type tool. Turns out I have Zoom and Zoom has that built in and it's a, it's a subscription. I mean, I already have that as part of my Zoom subscription, so I'm just using it. Um and uh, I also built an intake form, actually, yep. as well. I saw you um, filled out my application uh, on, my I did, webs- yes. on my website. I, did you steal I some good questions off there? You know what I did was I, I took your application and I copied it. And then I put it in chat GPT and I gave chat GPT a bunch of instructions. And then I had it make my own based on what I thought I cared about. And I came out with something that's similar to yours, but unique. Um, and mine's prettier than yours. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. So here's what I'm going to ask you for further clarification on. If what what kind of calendar do you use? Do you use Google Calendar? Uh, well, I I use the Apple Calendar um, uh, in my personal life, and I use Outlook uh, at in my corporate job and. When they talk to each other. If somebody of. was to go into your Zoom calendar invite system and they booked a call with you, what calendar would that show up on? It would show up in my Apple calendar. That's what I need to know. So here's what I typically recommend. And I don't know if I communicated this to you last week, but I typically recommend that you go in and, and choose how many days per week will I make myself available for coaching? Did we talk about this last month? Uh, yes, I think so. I don't know. I don't know exactly where you're going, but yes. Okay. At least that part. Sure. All right. So, and I'll tell you what, rather than talking about what we did or did not say, I'm going to describe to you exactly what I'm doing today in my own coaching. So, so of course, I'm full-time self-employed as a coach, okay? And I am committed to setting aside eight 90-minute one-on-one sessions per week. So I desire to fill eight 90-minute blocks of time with coaching. Now, I want 30 minutes for pre-session so I can follow up and read some up some notes on that person that I've already researched a little bit about. And I want 30 minutes after the call to be able to prepare that follow-up email that you received after our call. And then, um, of course, you know, I want a buffer, 30-minute buffer before the next call and the 90-minute session and 30. So each of my sessions that are 90 minutes, I need two and a half hours of blocked of time. Of right. Blocked time. So... On my Google Calendar, I go in and I actually created a separate calendar. And I'm sure you can do the same with Apple Calendar. And in the blocks of time, my blocks of time are Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, four days a week. And the times that people can book a call for me that I desire people to be in a coaching slot is at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or 
3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So what I did is I created a fake Google Calendar called Coaching Availability. And I created a separate one so that I could go in and I could drag and drop Monday 1 p.m., this 1 to 2.30 p.m. This is a coaching availability slot. And then I, uh, I went into it and I said, repeat every Monday, uh, every, yeah, every week on Monday with no end. Then I go to Monday at 3.30, from 3.30 to 5, I did the same thing. This is coaching availability, repeat every Monday uh, for, with no end. Then I did Tuesday. I do each of these independently because here's what happens. Now, when I look at my Google Calendar, I'm always looking at my main calendar, where what, what's actually booked, but I also have the overlay of my coaching availability. So it's always showing me what spots should be filled with people. Now, Mark, if uh, and the reason why I do a fake calendar is because I know I could go in and I could put on Google Calendar and I could do this and mark it as free, and then my, right. my scheduling software wouldn't see that as busy. But occasionally somebody says, hey, Cliff, can I reschedule? And I'm like, sure, I, I, I can reschedule for that reason. No worries whatsoever. And then what I, could, what I would do is I would go in and I would mark that as coaching availability again, accidentally marking it as busy on my main calendar. Now nobody's booking that spot because it's not available to them. And, right. and this is why I do a fake calendar for this. So... In essence, what if you can imagine, and I'm doing this, I could share this with you, Mark, but I'm doing this in audio form just so anybody can picture this in their mind. I want sure. you to imagine um, every week for the entire month of February, 1 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. slots, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, are already booked. I just got my first book uh, booked call for March 1st. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pretend, let's pretend I showed you my weekly view for the first week in April. Nobody has the ability to book for April yet, not even current clients. So what you would see is, oh, wow, Cliff's doing a podcast on, on Monday. Cliff's got the Next Level Mastermind Wednesday morning. He's got the Green Room Mastermind Wednesday morning. He's got the Next Level Coaching Program Wednesday afternoon, and the only other things you'll see eight yellow blocks that say coaching availability. And it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. You'll see a little 90-minute block on, on at 1 o'clock each of those days and at 3.30. So can you visually see those eight blocks in your mind as I'm describing this? Yes. So when I look at my calendar, I can instantly see how many yellow blocks are in there. That means, wow, I've got eight unfilled blocks. Now, let's just say currently, if I look at next week on my calendar, there are no blocks that are not filled. So as soon as somebody blocks a session with me, I immediately go in and turn it either green or red. Red means it's a current client. Green for me means that it's a potential client that I'm doing the complimentary sessions with. And as soon as you're booked, I immediately go in and I right-click on coaching availability and I delete it and I say this event only. So now I'm only looking right. for how many yellow spots are yet to fill on there. So do yeah. you understand what I'm describing as the practice of actually blocking out ahead of time all of these things? 
Yeah, I do. 100%. Now, let me tell you the value of this and what I highly recommend. Now, again, I know that you're not looking to go into this as as aggressively as what I'm the, the people that I'm typically working with, but here's what I recommend. However many times you're co- you're you want to coach each week and be available, I re- recommend that you block those out and do exactly what I just talked about. And here's the situation. If you are ever in your week where you come across a time where it says coaching availability and you don't have somebody booked in that slot to coach, you will only do, a matter of fact, in, in those coaching slots, you will only do two things. You'll coach someone or you will do something that will get you to fill all those future slots. Okay. Yeah, I like this very much. Okay, great. So I can do that. that that's, that is, that's really good. Yes, I like this a lot. Yep. So, so you, that is my coaching business time, however I end up using it. Exactly. And, yep. and it's like, listen, it's like if if I had some, if I invited somebody, found somebody who's a potential client and I invited them into a coaching session, there's no way I would choose to work on an outline of, of a podcast episode or an email sequence. I wouldn't have worked on anything else other than preparing for this call, delivering this call to this client and doing the follow up afterwards. Right, And if you come to that spot in your calendar and you don't have somebody to do that for, then you must use that time to make sure future slots that are coaching availability are unfilled. Yeah, I'm going to adopt that practice. So that's really good. Okay. Sweet. Excellent. And, one, and just to amplify that a little bit, what makes it so good in my particular case is I have a... Um, you know, from like from an Eisenhower matrix perspective, right, where some stuff is really important and some stuff is urgent. I've got a lot of stuff on the board right now, right, because I'm doing all of these things, including my day job. And, you know, my son plays varsity bas- uh, baseball and my, you know, I've got a daughter who plays volleyball. And I mean, my life is full, wonderfully full. And so um that kind of account time accountability will be super helpful because it's super easy to worry about getting that first coaching client next week. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I don't need to worry about this week. I can worry about that next week and worry about the urgent stuff this week. And so this is a hedge against that. And I really like it. Awesome. Just because I'm a language guy and you know, I would encourage you never to worry about any of it, but to maybe be intentional about those things. Yeah, that's good. I, I like that. No, no, I, I, Hey man, I, that, you know, there's a long list of things I've learned from you over the years, but the power of individual words is definitely high on the list. So yeah. thank you. for that. I, I, it's, it's amazing. Cause we do speak to our subconscious mind and our subconscious mind says, okay, re- message received. I will worry about that later. And then when yeah. it, when later comes and it's time to deal and be intentional about that thing, it's like, okay, it's time to worry. Now it's a worry. Yes. Let's worry. Okay. So um, I love, okay. I love it. By the way, let me just tell you the power of this because I do, because if you do this process, the prosperous coach method, you technically don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to have an email list. You don't have to have sequences. You don't have to have sales funnels. You don't have to have anything. You could literally build your entire coaching business by invitation and referral only, which is what I love about the prosperous coach method. I still like some of those other activities. I love creating podcast content, as you well know. Yes. But um, what I love about this is that 
Did you notice that outside of Wednesday, I don't have anything in the morning, except for Monday morning, I'm doing a podcast with my friend Daphne Scott. Right. But from Tuesday, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, you realize I don't have anything to do whatsoever on my calendar before 12.30 p.m., which is when I would begin doing my 30-minute pre-coaching call routine. So, um, in essence, I'm sitting here today, it's, it's Friday, February 2nd, and I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning, came down, and I was doing some stuff, you know, some follow-ups and things of that nature, and, and eventually I'm like, huh, I think I, think I did enough today. I, I don't have anything else I really need to do. I'm looking at next week. Next week is absolutely full. Eight sessions are booked. The week after that, eight sessions. Matter of fact, I'm booked for the remainder of this month. I actually had to go and and uh, block out two slots in the third week of February just so I would have room for some current clients. So I'm I'm like I am set, and I'm like, well, what do I do with the rest of my day? I'm like, well, I guess I could just go up and make myself an early lunch, and I could sit back and have a conversation with Stephanie, and I could lay back on the couch and read a book and take a nap, and then come down and have my calls this afternoon. Yeah, that's mean. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, aspirationally, um, and this really isn't what this call is about, but you know, when I break down why I'm doing what I'm doing, which is a topic that you and I are both very passionate about making sure people understand why they're doing what they're doing. Um, that is, that is high on my list is, uh, changing the level of intensity that, that the number of things that I'm trying to do with high intensity, that's probably right. And, 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 you know, when, when, when 40 of my hours every week or more are committed to a large corporation that I, you know, I, I love, I love those guys. I've been all over the world with them. As you know, I've done amazing things. The people there are awesome. But I, I'm, I, you know, I, I see a time in the future where I'm going to want to opt in for the early sandwich and nap. Yes, yes. It's, it's amazing. And, the, you know, the thing is, is if I actually go through a season where uh, back, in, back in December I had a, a, a significant influx of income, I had way more people say yes to my proposal than I had anticipated and as a result of that, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take it super easy and super chill um, through Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then my daughter got married, you know, right around the second week of this, of January. And so I literally had about three or four weeks where coaching availability, coaching availability, coaching availability. It's like every week had three or four or five unfilled coaching slots. Yeah. All right. And then I get into, but I get into January, and it's specifically the the at, the week after my daughter's wedding, and between then and the end of January, there were only eight total coaching sessions, and they were all first calls, so no proposals. And I'm like, oh wow! And by the way, February had nothing booked except for current clients, and I'm like, wow, I need to do something about this. And the great news is, is I still, because there was nobody to coach at 1 p.m. or 3.30 p.m., I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to still super chill and have my laid back morning, do my thing, take my afternoon nap. And at 12, from 12.30 to 5, 
I will spend all of that time reaching out, connecting with people, inviting people, sending out emails, being really creative and all that stuff. And with one week's worth of unfilled 90-minute blocks of time between that 12.30 to 5 p.m. slot booked me up for the entire month. And now I'm already starting to fill March. But yeah. still, only within those eight blocks of time is all that's required for me to do my work. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you talk about a lifestyle design business. Those are the kind of things you want to be able to say. So I, I love that. All right, Mark, we have 50 minutes left in this call. What kind of questions are on your mind? What kind of things are on your mind? What would you like to talk about today? Yeah, so um, I feel very... Um, very good about the sort of kind of progress that I made over the last month about getting my head around this, about taking some small steps. Um, so I, you know, I feel like I'm ready to get what I would say, get serious about doing some coaching and, you know, prosperous coach method coaching. So free coaching. Uh, to begin Compl with complimentary, it's not free. Yes. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, so that really, I, I feel like that needs to be the focus of my net. Those, those, that's the obvious next step to me is to start booking those complimentary coaching experiences. Um, you challenged me in an offline conversation that we had to identify 10, people that I, that I thought would benefit from my coaching. And did you do that? Um, it wasn't obvious to me how to do that. I mean, I, you know, that, that threw me a little bit more than I thought it should. Right. So, um, I'm super comfortable with the idea that I would say, uh, on a podcast or in a piece of content, Hey, if you need help, <clears throat> excuse me, if you need help, I can help you. And I, I mean, I, I think I'm super comfortable with that. It wasn't obvious to me exactly how to identify these 10 people. Right. And I, and I, I thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit. If I'm going to accept that, uh, that action to identify these 10 people, I'm not even sure how I would do that or yeah. what that would look like. So let me share with you something that I recently did. So I think about people that I know. You know who Laria Petrucci is, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, I would definitely love to have her potentially as a client one day. All right. She's super ultra successful, been doing what she's been doing for years. We've been friends for years. She she knows a lot of the things that I've done. And quite frankly, I've done some complimentary coaching for her in the past, back when I started the Prosperous Coach Method. And, sure. and, and it was incredibly valuable and, and things of that nature. But at the time, I, I was still at a place where I'm like, I don't know that, that I would propose to Loria because in some ways I feel like she's been around as long as I have, what, you know, would she hire me, you know, and, and all this other stuff. I, I still had a little bit of a limit to myself. But today I'm like, well, no, I, I, I've been around long enough. And over the last several years since I've learned the Prosperous Coach Method, I've actually been hired with client by clients 
who have done far more than I have done, far more than Laria has done, far more than Pat Flynn has done and, and some other sure. things. And quite frankly, when they reached out to me and says, Cliff, I heard about your coaching. I'd love to hire you. I felt great int- intimidation. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking, there's no way I'm going to be able to help this person. Only to just say, you know what, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to do my meditation. I'm going to do my breathing exercises. And you know what? The only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to come into this 90-minute coaching experience with a desire to serve this person at the highest level, only to learn that this person who I put on some sort of pedestal that is super ultra successful, to learn that they actually have the same mindset baggage that I have, or to learn that they they have not been surrounded and exposed to the same insights and same information that I have. And so in a single conversation, I was able to help them receive one, two, three, or four insights that will forever radically transform their experience of life. And so today, now that I've had a number of clients who came to me that I would have maybe never approached myself, today I have absolute confidence that I could serve practically anyone and so yep. today I'm like, okay, who so who are the A-list people who already are at the top of their game, but if but but who also understand that they're the only person that stands in the way of them taking what they're doing even to the next level, and who I could invite into a conversation. So I think about people like Laurie, and I think about, uh, is it Roberto Blake, and I think about some of these other people who are out there really crushing it with massive audiences, massive success, and I, I just love to invite those people into a session. And and so I, I create that list of people. These are my dream clients. And I'm consistently either connecting with them and or doing things to invite them into sessions. Okay. That's so very helpful. Is that you, helpful? Uh, let me tell you what that unlocked for me. Um, the, this thing that you, you said, you know, in Texas we have sayings, a lot of them. And you, you find out that people that you have up on a pedestal, they also put their pants on one leg at a time. Maybe you say that in Kentucky. I don't know. We say that here in Texas. So, um, but what it unlocked for me was I cannot tell you how many times over the last 30 years that I have been sitting in front of an executive that, you know, is maybe two or three rungs up higher on the ladder than me and they need my help. And they, and and I've recognized that, Oh, wait a minute. They don't actually, they don't have all the answers. They're not any different than me. They're just, they're just doing, they're just in a different spot. And I'm in a, because they're in a different spot, I'm in a position to help them because I've got experience or whatever tools that they don't have. I mean, that's frequently my job, you know, now is to, an executive has a problem and needs me to help them solve it, whether it's technical or otherwise. And so, um, so that's super helpful. So I understand that now. And I also understand about uh, the net that you're thinking that you're talking about, because I know all those people too. And I, I understand the net that you're talking about in that case. And so I can have my own net like that. That's good. Yeah. And the one thing that I would encourage you, though, is 
So for me, I have I, I'm full time self employed. This is what I do, right? And what I just talked about is I'm at the stage now where I'm looking at the clients. If I were to evaluate over the last six years, who are my top clients that I get the most energy from working with that, quite frankly, it, there are many times we have a 90-minute session and at 10 or 15 minutes in the call, they're like, you know what? If we ended the call right now, I think I'd be good. You know, and, and we yeah. sometimes sit and chit chat for the next remainder of the call. Right. Uh, you know, if I think about who are the it's the nines and the tens and then I'm at a place in my career where I'm like, wow, I wonder what I could do in 2024 and what it would look like if the only clients I had were nines and tens. Yeah, right. It's right. but here's what I want to say to you. I don't recommend that you only pursue nines and tens. Yeah, no, no, right. Understood. I would encourage you to start um, inviting some people into some coaching sessions that are anywhere between a seven to ten. Yeah, you know, I it the far future ideal situation for maybe every coach ever would be to have. So many um, uh, clients that you were excited about getting on the phone with, just like, you know, the ones you can't wait to talk to. I know in my career, there are sales guys like that, that I've dealt with over the years where I know they're, they've got a job to do selling me. I just can't wait for the guy to call because I, I'm excited to talk to him, right? Where you have those relationships where you're like, terminating coaching relationships with people that are eh, just okay. Right? Yeah. Cause everybody in your life is just, you know, you're getting as much as you're giving kind of that. That's a, that's a aspirational thing that, that the coaching is doing so much for you personally that you can't wait to get to the next call. And every call is like that. That's a great thing to be headed towards. Yeah. I want to go back to what you were talking about before is the people putting their pants, everybody's putting their pants on one leg at a time kind of deal. And another way to think about this is everyone in life is limited by their own per current perception of the world, their own perceived idea of what is possible. Everybody, because you, when we think about it, it's like, okay, I want to fill in the blank. I have an, I have a stated desired outcome that I want to achieve. And that person, any person on this planet, is going to start to approach the possibilities and the opportunities that are possible based upon what they've experienced in the past, and they're going to immediately disqualify from their mind things that, you know, that they have no experience with and all this other stuff. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. So I was just talking with somebody who's been podcasting since 2006, has an incredibly large network of um, fan-based podcasts around television shows, all right? And I invited this individual into a coaching conversation. And in the pre-coaching questionnaire, I said, what is the one big thing that, that you would love to achieve out this? And it's like, I would love a cost-effective way to get my shows in front of the target, their target audience uh, so that we can increase the reach 
of those. And of course, which would then in turn increase the profitability for the show. Sure. And so I get onto the conversation and I said, do you have any role models? Do you have any of this? Do you have anybody else that's doing things like what you're perceiving, the kind of ways that you're doing it? And then I realized something. I was like, wait a second. You've been doing this for X number of years. I happen to actually subscribe to a number of podcasts that are official podcasts of the television show. Right. And I sit there. I said, how many show, how many television shows does your network have a podcast devoted to? And the answer was 30. Wow. Okay. And I said, I have a question for you. Of those 30 television shows, how many of those shows have you reached out to the producers and or the network executives and made a pitch that you become the official podcast for their television show? Yeah. And the the answer was zero because the thought never occurred i said do you really the cool thing about this i I said have you ever heard of the gilded age and he's like yeah i've heard of it it's not my genre but yeah i know what you're talking about i'm like well i love the gilded age it's amazing and i love the gilded age official podcast almost as much as the television show right right and of course now here's the thing well cliff the thing is is here's why that won't work for me yeah. And, and, and here comes the limit. Here's I'm going to defend my beliefs about my limits. The, these people are just way too cautious about their brand, and they'll they'll want somebody in house and and all this other stuff. I was like, well, wait a second. I would encourage you to go listen to the Gilded Age because nobody who works for that network and nobody who works for the production company is hosting that show. Instead, it is a entertainment-based magazine person who's a journalist who is the host of the show. And because the television show, The Gilded Age, is all about the history of New York City, it has an, a historian, a New York history professional master historian as the co-host. And those wow. two are getting paid by the television production company to be the official host. Now, tell me again why this is not possible. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you get what I'm saying? Is, is it, in a single 100%. conversation, this person has, is like, man, I wish there was a way I could get my, my shows in front of my target audience. Well, what if the show themselves were telling you at the end of every episode, hey, if you like this episode and you want to hear behind the scenes details, uh, you want to hear interviews with the writers, the costume designers, the, you know, the ev- everything, it, the music direction, check out this week's episode of the official Gilded Age podcast. What if the television show was promoting your, and and not yeah. forget about cost effective. What about an incredibly profitable way for you to get into? And it's like, this is what can happen in a single coaching conversation. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, I know this isn't the topic for today, but I'm excited about your answer because he doesn't need 30. He needs one yeah. because as soon as he gets one, now the pitch is, hey, we're the official podcast for these other shows. Don't you want us to be your official podcast? I mean, that thing just snowballs, right? Yeah. And and the the thing is, is, you know, this person has, re- has achieved a ton of things. The monthly recurring revenue is, I mean, way up there. This person has a little, a small little staff and, and things like this and has a lot of shows, as you can tell, on the network and, and 
But the thing is, is this is something that started as a hobby in his, an apart, in his apartment so many years ago, and still today, in, in some ways, even though he's grown something so massive, in some ways, he still sees himself as that guy who started as a hobby in his apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not that guy. Yeah, you haven't right. been that guy for more than a decade. It's been 15 years, dude. You you are not that guy anymore. Yeah. But that that's the value of what we're bringing to the table to anyone that we would, it, no matter how far along they are. But anyway, um, still going back, you said, listen, how to identify these 10 people. So you've already gotten some unlocked insight. But here's my question for you, Mark, is what do you want to help people do? What's that's the, a really what's uh, the desired good, outcome that you want to help people do? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good um, question. I mean, the pithy answer is I want to help them to achieve what the goals that they're trying to achieve, but they're currently unable to. But my experience is that when you go down that road to help someone uh, unlock what un do whatever it is that they're trying to do that oftentimes a big part of that is unpacking um, why it is that they're stuck. And sometimes that leads to things like they're leading under the wrong, they're looking under the wrong rock. They're not, the, the thing that they're trying to do is not really what they, what they, ultimately want to do, you help them realize that and get to a whole next thing. And so the, the easy answer is to say, I want to help people get done what they're wanting to get done. But really it's, it's more of, for me, it's more of a growth thing. And if growth means getting done the thing that they want to get done, that's more like a checkbox item. I think real success is comes in validating that or realizing during the validation of that with a person that the th they were they were they were headed towards the wrong target they had the wrong destination and a and a a broader view a bigger view uh, a, a more thoughtful view gets them to a much better place that's those are the times that i i get that's what i get really excited about I came to you for this, but then I realized, whoa, we could do this. And then, you know, that that's not well articulated, but that's what I'm, that's what's in my mind. I love it. One of the things that stood out to me in your answer is there was nothing in what you just said in response to that question about starting or growing a business. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting and true. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, if there's anything, the starting and or growing the business may be the thing they come to you for only to realize that what you have to offer is way beyond that. And actually starting and or growing their business may have been the wrong target that you might help yeah, them realize. I, this just happened to me. So someone came to me, people in my life are aware of my podcast, even in my day job, and they come to me. And someone came to me and they were retiring and they wanted to start a side hustle to fund their retirement. And because of their education, they wanted to start a, a tutoring business. And 
But then when we started to unpack why they were doing that, well, they want what they really wanted to do is travel with their wife. And I'm like, how are you going to tell some seventh grader that you can't help them with their math test because you're eating bread, wine, and cheese on the Champs-Élysées in Paris, right? I mean, that that's not, you know, that from a lifestyle design point of view, math tutoring every week at 3 p.m. is not compatible with the life goals that you're setting. And so that led to an aha moment where, oh, wrong, I'm, I'm looking under the wrong rock, you know? And, and so, yeah, I, you're right. Online business is a gateway to freedom or lifestyle or security that people are looking for. That's what I find when people want to start a business and you really ask them why it's because they want something else. And sometimes understanding that is actually more important than understanding the details of which website host to use. Yeah. Reminds me of my days of podcasting A to Z. I had people routinely paying $2,000 for the four-week group coaching program. And my some of my favorite clients are the ones where midway through the course, I talked them out of creating a podcast. Right. right. <laughs> and I remember this, right? It's like most of that course was really about exploring what the reason was for being there in the first place. Yeah, that's the first thing. I, I It's like, tell me, tell me why you want a podcast. I need to know, in your own words, what will having a podcast do for you that you, you can't already have as your experience of life? What is it? What, if, I, if you were five years into the future and said, this podcast is a massive success, Give me a bullet point list of reasons of why it is a success in your mind. And the number of people who had absolutely no answers to give to those questions, just, it was staggering. It's like, it was just like, well, I figured this is what I had to do. I, you know, this is what everybody's doing or the, just the number of reasons why people just thought Go create a podcast. You know, let me let me pay Cliff two thousand dollars. Let me go buy you know twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars worth of equipment. Let me devote countless hours of my life every week to trying to figure this out and produce and edit this show so I can grow an audience. When I actually have no idea why I'm doing all of this. Yeah, they're focused on tactics and they don't even know what the tactics are leading to. Yeah, yeah. We and you know we see this in corporate as well. You know, employees come and they want to know the seven things they have to do to get to like, say, be a manager, for example, that's a good one. And I'm like, why do you want to be a manager? Well, I don't know. That's just what I'm supposed to do next. I'm like, no, 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 no. Now, this isn't how this works. I mean, we, you're, we're backwards here. You, you need to, we should, there you go. There's your favorite word right oh, yeah. there. We might consider like dreaming about what we want our life to be like and how we want to feel. And then we can back up from that and say, okay, what makes us feel that way? What makes our life that way? How can we fill in those blanks going backwards rather than just blindly charging forward? Because I can tell you being a manager in corporate America is not for everybody. I will tell you that. Yeah. That is something I know absolutely for sure. Mark, in our conversation last month, did we talk about the five key ingredients of your target audience? 
We did not, to my recollection. All right. I am going to share with you, I'm just going to write this down, five key ingredients of your target audience. So again, this is we're still answering this question, how do I identify these 10 people, right? Yes. Here's what I recommend that you give as a stipulation. Number one, identify people with money. Got it? Understood that. That's easily easy to understand. All right. The um, key ingredient number two, though, identify people who have a problem. Okay. Ingredient number three, identify people who are willing to pay to have their problem solved. Ingredient number four. Find the people who have a problem that they're willing to pay to have solved and who have the money to solve a problem that you, here's the key, can solve. You have the ability to solve. And then the final ingredient, make sure that those people have a problem that you not only can solve, but you, here it is, want to solve. Want to solve, yeah. Those are the five key ingredients. And if you think about that... It really should broaden your idea of the 10 people. So if prior to this conversation, you were having any sort of challenge of coming up with 10 people who you could invite as a potential client, given the fact that you're not even limiting yourself to people who want to start, build, or grow an online business, you're given the amount of time you've been around just social media, the online space, the people you've networked with over the years, all this other stuff, you already know uh, hundreds of people that have money that they would be willing to pay to have to solve the problems that they're currently facing in this life that you know for a fact that you can and want to solve. Is that is that accurate? 100%, yes. All right. So do you think that you could easily come up with a list of 10 people, let's just say by the end of today, so that you can anytime within the next three to five days invite all 10 of those people into a complimentary 90-minute one-on-one coaching experience? I'm going to say, I'm going to modify it slightly and say by the end of the weekend. There you go. Because uh, after this phone call, I have some very exciting youth baseball activities planned. But yes, the spirit, the answer to the spirit of your question is absolutely. Yeah, now that we've reframed the question, um, it's, it's trivial. Yeah. And, and by the way, and when you finish that list of 10 people, then build another list of 10 people right. and invite them. And, and, yeah. and it, it's totally cool if you just put it all off until the time in your week that has a spot in your calendar that still says coaching availability because you didn't delete that little block to actually because somebody actually booked a session in it. Yeah, it's totally. See, this is what I love about the whole process. Is it's not like you have to be doing this all day, every day, all this other stuff. And um, the other thing is, is and and Mark, I don't know how this will impact you, uh, but I've been in this coaching game for a long time. A lot of people really struggle at the beginning of these, 
you know, reaching out and invites and what will people think? Are people going to assume that I'm just trying to sell them something? What if I get rejected and how will I feel and all this other stuff? And what I recently did with the Next Level Coaching Program, and these are people who are like, listen, I want to do, tell me, Cliff, what I can do the most aggressive to build my coaching business. I said, here's, here's your challenge. You you need to have you need to schedule 100, 100 powerful coaching experiences on your calendar within the next thirty days. Now I'm not saying you're going to schedule all of those and have all of those, but within thirty days you should be you should have one hundred session booked, even if that's over the next three to six months. But you should in, you should invite and have yeses and book one hundred of those conversations. And people are starting to do that. And I said, listen, I'll tell you what, even though I, you know, I, I don't need to book that many, I'm committed to actually having 100 powerful conversations within 90 days is what I said. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do eight sessions a week for, I think it's, uh, I can't remember if it was 13 weeks or something like that. But yeah, any- it works out to about 13. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, that's what I'm doing. I'm absolutely committed. I'm doing eight sessions a week for 13 weeks. I will do it. And then what I did is I'm like, okay, well, gosh, to do that, I'm going to have to invite everyone I know. And so I went through my Facebook uh, list and what I did is I went to somebody who is, let's just say an A-list figure that everybody, you know, in my world knows who they are. And then I went to that, we're friends on Facebook and I'm very close to several of these individuals, as you know. And then what I did is I went to the Facebook page and I went and clicked on friends. And then I went down and looked at mutual friends. And so me and this individual has 195 mutual friends. Now, what I did is I went through the list and I only clicked on the people where I recognized their name instantly. And and I included everyone who I knew incredibly well, whether it's we're just acquaintances or we know ex- each other incredibly, incredibly well. And I sent all of them this message. Hey, I wonder, could you help me with something? So for number one, I'm expressing it as a way to give them an opportunity to be of service to me. And here's the situation. Uh, matter of fact, let me read. Would you like me to read the email? Yeah, I would very much like to hear this exactly. Yeah. So let me see if I can find. I'm going to do in here email script script. Um, uh, that's referral script invitation script. Actually, I have it over here and I just archived. some. I'm doing all sorts of things I shouldn't be doing with my mouse. I just archived something that I'm going to miss. Would you? Okay, I'm going to read this entire thing to you. Here you go. Would you be willing to help me with something? I'm attempting to book at least eight 90-minute coaching slots each week for the next 13 weeks. I would be thrilled if you would be willing to sign up for a complimentary coaching session with me. But you might be thinking, why? And what's in it for me? 
First, for the why. I'm currently running a unique group coaching program aimed at helping professional coaches enhance their coaching skills. As a part of this program, I've set up an exciting challenge to the students to schedule 100 complimentary coaching coaching sessions within a 90-day period. Of course, I always want to be a teacher who leads by example. Therefore, I am personally committed to facilitating 100 impactful conversations within 90 days. Now, for what's in it for you. Before you decide, I want to ensure you, assure you that this session is entirely my gift to you with absolutely no strings attached. There's no expectation or any obligation for you to become a client. In fact, I promise to make no such I promise to make no such proposal during this complimentary session. Uh, This initiative is purely about reaching my goal of 100 powerful coaching conversations in 90 days and serving you at the highest level. It's a chance for you to gain fresh insights, tackle challenges, or explain or explore new growth opportunities in a supportive one-on-one setting. I promise you that we will have a conversation that you will never forget for the rest of your life. What do you say? If you're up for it, please use the link below to schedule. And then I put a link to my scheduling software. And then I look forward to the potential of connecting with you soon. I sent that to 59 people on Facebook out of that list. Actually, I sent it to 50 and Facebook said, dude, uh, you're cut off for the day. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized later that the other nine did not go through. But... As a result of that, within four or five days, 12 of those 50 people booked a session. 12 out of 50. Now, doing this, I ran the risk of people potentially like, what is he doing? What is he trying to sell me? All of the other stuff. I mean, there's a number of stories that that could, there's there's a number of assumptions people could make about Cliff Ravenscraft as a result of this. Now... Here's the deal. I, I I let a couple of days. I set a one week reminder on for everyone. Did I did they respond to my invitation? So I I created my own CRM where I did this. So um, as people started booking sessions, I then removed that reminder. Actually, I sent them a request for a pre coaching questionnaire afterwards, and and then I'm waiting for that to come in. But anyway, what I did is one week after that email or that Facebook message, I then went to all of those who did not respond. And here's what the message says. Did you see my message above? I'm still looking to book eight more complimentary coaching sessions for the month of February. Seriously, there are no strings attached. I'm simply looking to set a powerful example of what it means to make a commitment and do everything within your power to see that commitment through. What do you think? You can book a session right here or right now at and then the link. As a result of that, nine more people booked a session. Wow. All right. And then all of a sudden, the some of the responses that, quite frankly, you're going to have to figure out how to deal with at some point in your career. No thanks. Uh, not interested. 
You know, it's like, wow, it's, it, it's some of these are, is, it, and this is where that Tony Robbins material will come into handy, you know, how to control your emotional state. It's like, number first and foremost, how are you using your physiology? You know, what are you doing with that? But what are you focused on? Well, I'm focused on the fact that I, this person and I, I thought we had a really great relationship and blah, blah, blah. And this person I emailed, it's, it's, it's like, okay, and this person just said no thanks or not interested you know, it, it there w- there wasn't even a little bit of like communication in between or after that, and so then the question is, it's like, okay, what meaning are you associating to that? Right. You know, and it's like, oh my gosh, and and there's a temptation still to say, man, I thought we were closer than that. I thought number one, you 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 saw the message and you didn't respond, and then I sent a follow up. And all I get back is a no thanks or a not interested. And there's a real potential that I could choose to see that as, wow, I thought we were friends. I thought you at least, right. I thought you would at least say, hey, Cliff, I really appreciate it, but now's not a good time or something. But the, you know, two different people said not interested or, you know, no thanks or whatever. And it's like, huh. And of course, then you have the opportunity. You can focus on the fact that two or three people seem to respond in a way that's short and, you know, not so friendly and all this other stuff. But by the way, all of which is just a perception. And it, it could, there's, an, there's an infinite number of reasons why they may have responded that way that has nothing to do with you, which is why the four agreements and don't take anything personally comes in valuable. But the other thing is, is, what about the, what is it, nine, 17 or 18 people who out of the 50 are booked on my calendar? I am literally already, it, it's February 2nd and I just booked a March 1st session. Right. And here's the thing, Mark. These are people that, they, they not one of them has said, Cliff, I need coaching. All right, but I'm reading their pre-coaching questionnaires, and what I do is I copy and paste that, put it into my CRM, and I have, and I go and I I highlight and bold, and and I put things in different colors, and they're like, I'm really stuck, and I really need this help, and I'm really struggling over here, and I'm like, these are all, by the way, and I chose only people for me that were full-time self-employed business owners, so that's another sure. thing that I didn't mention, and I'm like, all of these people happen to be people with money who have problems that they're likely to willing to pay to have solved. I know for a fact, I have a track record of solving them and I'd love to solve them. Yeah. And there still is no expectation or any obligation that any one of them will be a client, but using the prosperous coach method, I know for a fact that my track record is if I invite these people to a second call and then propose at the end of a second call, my track record is 54% say yes and 50 or 46% say no. And so I can already tell you predictably, predictively what my income will be over the next two months as a result of this little exercise. Yeah. What comes up Exciting. for you as I share all of that? Um, I Well, I you know hadn't really thought about what lists to go through. So, you know, thinking about Facebook and other social media platforms, that's a really, really good idea. Um, but I, you know, I do, you know, what I like about this in general is I would just like to help you 
I mean, the, the thing is, I would just like to help you. There's no strings attached. If, if we, if, if I can help you further, if you, if there's so much value created that you would like further help, then we can have a conversation that makes sense. But what makes sense right now and what would make me, would delight me would be just to help you. And actually the reason this is so exciting for me is because that's how I live my life. It's like, I, your, your pool is broken. Yes. I will come help you. I I have a pool and I'm an electrical engineer and I can help you. Right. And I would love to do that right? Or your garage door opener won't open or your website is down or your cloud flare set, uh, cloud flare settings are messed up or what, you know, that's what I love to do. Right. And so, um, this is consistent. This approach is consistent with my values. That's what I like about it. Yeah. I love that. And did you pick up on the idea of the the fact that this is first of all, I somebody recently asked me in the next level coaching program, how do I do cold leads? How do I follow up on like totally cold leads? And I, and I told him I said I don't. I'm not opposed to them and I can do them and and then I I did give an answer. If I were going to do a cold lead, here's how I would do it. By the way, do you have any interest in that answer or should I just move on with what I was going to say? I'm interested, yeah, because, yeah, I, I won't tell you why, but yes. So here's how I would do a cold lead. This is what I told him. Um, I would do a, re- I would first and foremost find out who this lead is and identify why is this person a lead? Why is this somebody that I think would be a potential fit for my coaching? And then what I would do is I would go and find them on every social media platform that they might be on. I would look to see if they've ever had a blog. Have they ever been interviewed anywhere? And I would be I would go on to Wikipedia and see if they've ever been mentioned there. I would I would scour the internet for anything and everything I could find about that individual. And the more public they are, the better for me because I have more information to go on. And then what I'm looking for is any sort of details about personal interests. And even more importantly, I'm looking for them to express anything that might be a struggle for them. So let's just say Mark Mason is somebody I've never had communication with and he never he has no idea who I am, but I have discovered that Mark Mason, uh, he's going through this uh, coaching thing with Cliff and, and I discovered him and I'd love to have Mark Mason as a client. Here's what I would do. Hey, Mark, Cliff Ravenscraft here. You have no idea who I am. Here's the situation. I've been listening to the Mark Mason sessions, just finished with episode number two. In that episode, you mentioned that you had recently helped somebody who wanted to be a tutor and his real desire is to travel the world with his wife. Just so happens that I know somebody who is actually doing both. And in fact, they wrote an article about how they're able to have an independent lifestyle traveling the world and still able to deliver and serve those clients much in the way. I thought you might value, you might gain some additional insight and maybe it might be something that your friend would be interested in. Just in case, here's a link to the article. Hope this helps. Great hearing you. I can't wait till session number three. Now, if I sent that to you as a cold email, what would what would your response be, Mark? Oh man, it'd be great, right? Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. 
et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Right? I would reply. You would reply. We would start a conversation. And we would start a conversation. You would reply. And then if you replied, I'd say, hey, Mark, how are things going with your coaching? Um, You know, I can't wait till episode number three. Have you had a first coaching conversation yet? And that, and so I would just ask a quick question and, and I, I, I'm going to, it depends on how much rapport gets established in those initial conversations as to how aggressively I follow up. I may let you email me and I may wait three or four days before I hit reply and then hit you up with another question. So it, it really depends on how that is. But the thing is, is I am going to keep this is this is somebody who is in stage one of the prosperous coach method connect and connect conversations, especially asynchronous via email or direct messages. Those for me typically are anywhere between 24 hours all the way up to two and a half years between we are connecting before I make an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I I think, uh, you know, you just help people and, uh, that's the start of almost everything. Right. Yep. All right. So your, I asked you, Hey Mark, when we had 50 minutes left, I said, what would you really like to focus on? You said, uh, you talked about the goal of setting 10 people and you said, how do I identify those? You feel absolutely certain that that question is, you've got the answers to that. You know what to do next. Yes. Excellent. Off the top of your head, what would you say, and and I know there are many insights that may have come out of this, but just off the top of your head, what are the top one, two, or three insights that stand out from our conversation today? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, like you said, there are several, um, you know, the top thing that, uh, I don't know if you want to characterize it as an insight or a shift, but I'm, you know, I feel a lot more comfortable about the, the prospect of identifying uh, some initial complimentary coaching clients um, and, uh, and how to do that in a way that, you know, is a hundred percent consistent with what I feel good about doing. Right. And so for me, that's the big, uh, the big takeaway Um, you know, I also, the other insight is the one we talked about, uh, which is setting some dedicated time, even prior to having clients that is used either for servicing clients or serving clients, um, or getting those clients is a, is a really intelligent approach. I really like that. And that is also, um, it's particularly good for me because I know myself, I will tend to gravitate towards the things that are, um, either have a more direct level of urgency or maybe that I want to do more, you know, you know how it is. So, um, yeah, that those are, those are two for sure. All right. So based upon those, the actions that you are going to take uh, between now and next month is that you're going to invite at least 10 people. Yes. And many, maybe even many more, but at least 10 into a coaching session. All right. Correct. And then and you're also going to do the calendar blocking. Yes. 
and you're going to commit that time to either coaching, and if you're not coaching, you're connecting and inviting. Yes. Sweet. Is there anything else that you feel that you need to do between now and our time next month? Yes. So uh, I need to, uh, I want to actually um, have more uh, discussion about my coaching activities on the podcast and, and make sure I keep putting that message out there. And, uh, and maybe you have um, some thoughts on this, but would you continue to talk about on the podcast the fact that I have coaching client spots available, or would you mention the availability for complimentary um, sessions? I'm a little bit, mm. I would hate to end up with 75. No, I wouldn't hate it. Actually, it'd be great, but <clears throat> I want to be careful about not over subscribing complimentary sessions. Right. So yeah, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you. I, I wouldn't be too overly concerned about that, but I don't think you need to go there just yet. Get, um, okay. I, the So in the podcast, my recommendation for you and what I have found incredibly useful is rather than a pre-recorded spot or even like a, a big, huge call to action at the end of the show, because I know that you have other things that you're currently promoting, such as an affiliate course program or whatever that, that you're yep. affiliate for. Um, but one of the things that you can do is very organically work the fact that you coach with people and that yep. you help people um, into your conversation. So your content is already, hey, today we're going to talk about what it takes to succeed in this. And 100%. by the way, this reminds me when I jumped on a call with somebody who was yep. struggling with such and such. And, you know, it's one of my favorite things is when I get into a coaching conversation with somebody like that and that. And by the way, if you're ever interested in having a coaching conversation yeah, yeah. around this topic, feel free to email me. My email address is fill in the blank. And then you continue it's the on the same way I typically handle affiliate marketing for most things. So that's fine. That's what I would be doing. I would, okay, I, I would be organically inserting that little hint that you're coaching people and that you're available for coaching at least once, if not like, you know, if you could slide it in two or three times without people even being recognizing the fact that yeah. you're actually promoting the fact that you're coaching. So I will do that. That's the other action then. Yeah, that, that's what I would do. Sweet. Excellent. Well, uh, let us get booked for our next session. And let me look at my calendar. Today is February 2nd. So I already know that March is starting to book. Let's take a look. Would you like to meet actually um, Friday, March 1st at 2.30 p.m. Central, which is 3.30 p.m. my time? No. Okay, then let's move to the next week. How about Monday, March 4th at 3.30 p.m. Um, or 2.30 Central? Uh, yes. Okay, so it's going to be Monday, March 4th, and that is 3.30 slash 2.30. I will happily on March 1st be at a high school baseball tournament. Awesome. Very cool. Mark, I'll see you next month. Thanks, buddy. Well, there you go. That is the wrap for session number two of the Mark Mason sessions. 
Real quick here at the end, I want to make sure that you understand that if you are looking for one-on-one coaching, I am currently available to take on a handful of clients each month. I usually bring on at least one, two, and sometimes three new clients. So if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, feel free to reach out to me via email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. And if you are a coach who would like to work on mastering the skill of creating clients using the Prosperous Coach Method for creating clients, or if you would like to also learn tens and maybe even more than a 100 different techniques, strategies, frameworks, and formulas that you can use in your coaching to create more lasting change and powerful transformation in the lives of those you coach. If you are ready to take your coaching to the next level, email me, put next level coaching program in the subject line. This is specifically geared towards those of you who have maybe already had a lot of experience coaching or you're relatively new to this idea of building a coaching business Maybe you've been in ministry or you've been working in corporate or you've been working in any other leadership capacity where, quite frankly, you have been responsible for creating change in the lives of those that you lead. However, you've not yet figured out how can I turn this into a profitable coaching career. If that's your desired outcome, I have this next level coaching program that can definitely help you take your coaching to the next level. Again, if you're interested in either one-on-one coaching or participating in my group coaching program, the Next Level Coaching Program, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and